Hey guys, welcome to yet another exciting episode of Check-in Story podcast and this is your host Shruti. Multitasking is not an easy job. Not everyone can do it. But well, our today's guest is amazing at it and we have with us today Joanna Kalafaris. She is an actress, a traveler, a writer, a photographer and many other things. And she documents all her travel stories in her blog lose the map.com so let's just talk to her and know her stories hey joanna hi hi how are you i am good how are you i'm great i'm happy to be on the podcast today and we're so happy to have you actually uh, so joanna tell me like you know actor traveler writer photographer i mean now i have to ask you like please tell us a secret way and how do you manage to excel at all these things how uh, do, do you everything at the same time um i mean it definitely helps that traveling writing and photography kind of go hand in hand for me because i write and photograph mainly about my travels so it definitely helps that those three are combined besides that for me it just started as basically these are the ways i like expressing myself creatively and uh it is hard to keep it up sometimes i mean i definitely don't work you know 9 to 5 5 days a week i definitely have some crazy working hours sometimes <laughs> especially when i'm on the road and it really just comes down to being willing to put the work in loving what you do so you know you have the energy to put the time in and uh sometimes making some sacrifices on a case by case basis so like i just had to turn down a trip to sri lanka which really sucked cuz i really wanted to go but i'm meeting some agents here and i've already made those commitments so you know sometimes you have to sacrifice things but as long as it all keeps going it seems to be working fine up until now cool so it's like to make things run on a parallel track you kind of have to set priorities oh for sure yeah i mean sometimes i'll have a really great travel assignment i want to go to so I'll reject like maybe an acting thing that's not that important or mm-hmm. turn it down it's sometimes like now i have really important meetings so i really have to be in los angeles for the next few weeks oh okay all right that's cool so joanna tell us what is your first travel related memory first first one that i remember i must have been around 6 or 7 and i was living in uh, greece with my parents at the time mm-hmm. and uh Greeks love so much. They love Greece so much that they vacation in Greece even when they go on vacation. <laughs> so, we went to this island called um Kerkira, just Corfu in English. And I just remember walking around. They have like these medieval castles and old town and I remember walking around the ruins and it fascinated me like wondering who used to live here and what their life was like in this crazy castle which i hadn't seen anything like that before and i think it kind of got me started with the travel bug because i just got so fascinated by like the stories of a place the stories of the people there the history and i just wanted to keep discovering things like that around the world i guess well i think that's the usb of travel you know like you get to meet so many new <laughs> people and it's so much fun for sure exactly so are you an island person like island or beach person you love those oh i have i mean i grew up 2 minutes from the beach so i oh, lucky I, you <laughs> yes it was it was a really great childhood i'm not going to lie but um i mean in greece you're like close to the beach no matter where you are in the country pretty much <laughs> but um i mean i definitely i like to visit a variety of places like i've been to mountains i've been way inland but um I do really prefer the ocean. It just it's such a living breathing thing for me and it's so nice to be 
near it. I don't know. It gives you a sense of freedom. You know, like you could go anywhere. Lovely. So since you're talking about like you know trips and going to places, which has been your <laughs> best trip so far? Ooh, it definitely has to be last year. I went on a six-week solo trip. It was the first time I was traveling alone for that length of time, mm-hmm. and um, I hit seven different countries. I went to Japan, Spain. Uh, France, Italy, Slovenia, Hungary, and Scotland. <laughs> and it was incredible because I was traveling on my own. And, you know, when you're traveling alone for six weeks in places where you can't really communicate well, things are going to go wrong. But it's great because you really learn to, like, rely on yourself and just power on through. And you meet so many cool people on the way, like you said. And it was just a constant kind of culture shock in every new place. It was really amazing experience though yeah cool so you're talking about solo trip like if i give you a choice uh, about mm-hmm. a solo trip or you know a trip with your gang which one would you choose ah definitely solo i, I mean don't <laughs> get me wrong i love my friends if they're listening <laughs> i love you guys <laughs> um, i love trips with you <laughs> but i do prefer solo and that's kind of it's one of the concepts of my whole blog because i feel like Traveling with friends, sometimes you get in this comfort zone where you don't really venture out to, like, meet new people or really go do local things. And you just kind of, you know, chill with your friends and go out with them. And maybe you don't explore as much as you would on your own. Whereas when you're on your own, you you meet people and you explore kind of because you have to, you know. I mean, otherwise you're going to be alone for a long stretch of time. So it becomes much easier to meet people and connect with people when you're traveling alone, for me at least. No, that's so true. And I think solo travel has its own perks and you have to make your own choices. So it's like everything on your own. Oh, exactly. Yeah. And you can do things that you really like. Like sometimes I just want to find a cafe and sit there for four hours and people watch. And it's hard convincing, you know, a lot of my friends (laughs) to do that, for example. And that's entertaining too, you know? Yes, of course. (laughs) Cool. So then, you know what, like since we're talking about solo travel, there are many people out there who are kind of reluctant or you can say afraid to go out there and, you know, you know, go on For that sure. solo journey. So what would you like to tell such people? God, don't be. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's more complicated than that, I guess. But I think a lot of what scares people, which scared me to a certain extent when I first started, is that um, you hear these things about other countries that you're not familiar with that you don't know. And I think the danger is so overstated and it's so easy to just think that every place in the world you're not familiar with is kind of going to be dangerous and what if you get in trouble and... I just think there's this tendency to make travel seem so dangerous where it's really, really not. I mean, you know, always be cautious and do your research. And I'm not saying, like, go to a place where there's some kind of civil war going on. But, like, mostly things can happen to you anywhere. Like, I know a lot of travelers who have ended up being, you know, mugged a few blocks from their house. And after a three-month trip all around the world. It's not really fair to think that dangerous things only happen in other countries. So... It's so rewarding to travel that that should kind of overwhelm any fear you have of exploring out there. And even, I think it's also just powering through any kind of culture shock or any kind of, because there are moments where you'll feel lonely or you'll feel confused, but you know, you power through it and you just get so many more rewarding experiences. That's so true. Absolutely. So, you know, like traveling is all about (laughs) meeting new people since you also mentioned, you know. So, do you have any story to share with us where you met an interesting stranger while you were on any of your journeys or trips? I have a bunch. I mean, I feel like I've met a lot of people. (laughs) But uh, I have two quick stories. So, one uh, man that I met in Venice actually was great because it was my third time in Venice. And he worked in one of the cafes there. And Venice is one of those cities that it's so saturated with tourists that it can be hard 
to have a local experience. You know what I mean? It can be hard to really, there's just tourists everywhere. Like it seems oh, like there's yeah. no place for locals. Yeah, because um, it's so beautiful. <laughs> so, yeah. It's so just exactly. So everyone goes there. <laughs> so I met this guy who was born and raised there. And it was great because he knew so much about the area and taught me so much about, it I didn't know. And he showed me all these places. Like we would duck in between these alleys that I didn't even see at first glance. Like he would just find them and duck in and we'd end up in these beautiful little squares where there were only Italian people. And you know, there's no way I could have found that on my own, which is why I believe in meeting local people so much. Mm-hmm. So that was the one like happier story. The other one is in South Africa, I met a man cause I like to browse bookshops and I met a man who had uh, escaped from the Congo, from Democratic Republic of Congo, to uh, come down to South Africa. And he had escaped the civil conflict in the Kivus. So I ended up sitting with him for an hour because his story was just so fascinating. And he still just wanted to say it to someone. And it was really, um, you know, you have your happy moments on the road, but you have your really, the moments where you realize kind of the things going on in other places um, and other people's stories and how far removed from yours it can be. So yeah, he told me all about all the civil war going on and it, it was a fascinating story to hear, but it was really affecting. <laughs> well, that's, that's so cool and awesome. So it seems yeah. like you've met amazing people out there. And to be very honest, you know what, if somebody tells us an interesting story, we are all yours, whichever part of the world it is. I mean, exactly. yeah. <laughs> so uh, about like, you know, meeting, uh, since we're talking about like meeting strangers and all that mm. brings me to ask you a question. What's yeah. your take on dating while traveling? I think, I mean, honestly, I'm in favor of it. Like <laughs> I just published a piece called, um, 101 ways to travel like a local. And part of it was, you know, if you find someone you're interested in, go on a date, you'll find a cool spot. You'll hear more about the place. You might make a great new connection and friend. Um, I think it's good as long as your expectations are realistic yeah, because true. yeah, it's really easy to get wrapped up in the, Oh my God, we're in this beautiful place and this is the love of my life. And I'm not saying that's never happened. I mean, obviously that's happened to a couple of people, I'm sure. But for the most part, I think as long as you keep in mind that this is what it is and then I'll leave and we probably won't be much in contact after that. If you're good with that, you know, data ahead. So yeah, it's true. So we need to keep our approach very realistic. Yes, definitely. Exactly. And besides, you know what, looking at a particular place from a date's perspective, like your date will show you around, there's a different fun in that, you know? Oh, exactly. You'll, you'll find so many like cool little date spots. I mean, the kind of spots you'd want to find in your own city, you know? like. Yeah, that's so true. So uh, moving on, this is a hypothetical situation, okay? Mm-hmm. So Joanna, imagine, you know, and asteroid is supposed to hit the earth in say a week's time and oh have- wow <laughs> <laughs> i know right that's not wow but yeah well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh like you know what is the travel dream that you would like to fulfill in that week's time like which place would you like to go uh, i would really love to cross vietnam from north to south it just Vietnam's always been one of those places that I've wanted to go and I was supposed to once and it got completely cancelled. So it's stuck in my mind like it seems like such a beautiful, beautiful country and ah, I just want to go explore it. I hope the asteroid doesn't strike the earth and before anything like that happens, you get to go to Vietnam. And just... I hope I at least have a warning beforehand, you know. So like, <laughs> and that's just been, it's been my thing forever. I'm like, I need to go to Vietnam. I need to go. I need to go. Because... Oh, you know, when you so have a trip that keeps getting cancelled and you're like, now I really need to get there, obviously. <laughs> so somebody should just tell you that an asteroid is going to strike the earth for you to make yes. the trip. <laughs> and I'll be in Vietnam tomorrow, yes. That'd be great. <laughs> cool. <laughs> that 
that's awesome. <laughs> so, uh, moving on, uh, I've seen like sure. many of your videos and YouTube and stuff. So, mm-hmm. and I should tell you, your fashion sense is amazing. Oh, thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. So, do you have any travel fashion tips to give to our listeners? I think the number one thing with travel fashion is always make sure you're balancing comfort and style. Like don't, because some people, you know, they pack all the style outfits and the high heels and it's like, you're traveling. You're probably going to need to be on some uncomfortable like buses and walking around 10 hours a day. So have your comfortable outfits, have like your very practical outfits, but bring a few nice things with you because when you want to go out of the town, when you just want to walk around a city and feel nice, you, you want that balance of style and comfort. So I would say those are my, Top tips, just get stuff that doesn't make you feel too uncomfortable, but also you like it and it looks good on you. Well, that's that's actually a very important tip and, you know, like something that everyone should follow whatever they do. Oh, for sure, because I know, you know, some people, they'll go on the road with like three different hair straightener products and four pairs of high heels. You don't need four pairs of high heels when you travel. <laughs> I guarantee that. <laughs> there is no reason for it. But you know what? You know, girls, like, they actually tend to, like, overpack. For sure. And honestly, one of the greatest things when you keep traveling is that you learn to really just cut out. Like, the stuff I didn't wear on my last trip, mm-hmm. I'm just going to be like, okay, not packing this. It was never useful. And when you cut <laughs> down the size of your suitcase, it is so amazing on your travel because you're just lugging less weight around and... You really find the pieces you actually like wearing and not, you know, the 100, what if, what if, what if, you know? <laughs> well, that's cool. That's cool. So, uh, guys, but I should tell you, her fashion sense is amazing and you need to watch her out and you will know what I'm telling you once you <laughs> see her YouTube, her Snapchat and her Twitter account. So, for all you guys out there, I'll put all the links in the show notes below. So, do follow her there and you will understand what I'm trying to tell you. So, yeah. So, uh, moving on. <laughs> So. <laughs> <laughs> so moving on, Joanna, you attended TBEC Sweden that happened this year. And mm-hmm. so tell us, how was your experience there? Oh my God. I mean, first of all, I absolutely love Stockholm. Like I, I love almost every city I go to, but I went to Stockholm and I was thinking, oh, I could live here at some point. It was beautiful. So that was great. Um, and the TBEC conference itself, I always love it because it's nice being in a place where you can talk to people about like, SEO and like how to increase Twitter following and you're talking to people who actually, you know, understand and care about that kind of thing (laughs) because my friends back home don't really, you know, do travel blogging. So (laughs) I, I have no one to talk to that, that cares about like the best title to put on my blog posts. Um, so it's great meeting other travel bloggers and hearing people's stories from where they've been. It's great meeting people working in the travel industry and just forging those connections and, I feel like the travel community, no matter what side you're on, whether it's blogger or industry, it's a very open-minded, warm, like welcoming community of people. And it's always a great thing to kind of come home to a TVX. Plus, you know, obviously there's useful information in the seminars, but for me, it's really first about the connections and the people you meet. Okay. Well, it sounds cool. So it seems like you had a lot of fun there. No, uh, it was absolutely amazing. And uh, for me, oh, I actually remember the speaker that I liked. Ian Cleary gave a great opening keynote about um, building personal influence and kind of that the new way of uh, building a travel expert industry, whatever, is becoming the expert in your niche. So like if someone wants uh, advice on travel about, I don't know, like Southeast Asia, or someone wants advice on travel as a solo female backpacker, like, you want to be that person that everyone turns to. And that was just a really cool speech for me. He had a lot of great examples and tips. 
Wow, fantastic. So, moving on. Um, Joanna, tell us, what's the best and the worst piece of travel advice you've ever received? The best? You know, the best would have to be, and I honestly, I don't remember who told me this, okay. but I remember someone once told me, listen to locals first and the guidebook second. Okay. And I think that was a great way to... It was a great way to get that advice and hear about it because he wasn't like, you know, throw the guidebook away, whatever, but, you know, listen to local people first, connect with people that like have similar interests as you and they'll show you the places around town that, you know, are truly amazing and are things you'd like to do. And, you know, keep the guidebook for reference, but don't use it as your sole base to travel around because then, you know, you're just kind of following someone else's travel plan and that's no fun. That's true. And the worst piece of travel advice? (sighs) I mean, this I've heard from a lot of people, mostly people who don't really travel. And most of the time, especially me being like a woman traveling alone, I just hear like, oh, you're going to go there alone? Oh, don't go there alone. (laughs) So frustrating because I'm like, you know what? I take care of myself. Nothing's happened. I'm like, I make things work. And honestly, it's it's frustrating to hear because like I said before, I mean, most places really aren't dangerous. And even though I feel like the travel mindset, especially in the newer generation, like, coming up it's definitely changing like people are open to going to a lot more places than they were before but there's still this mindset that like some people have in especially like in the west where anything outside like north america or western europe they they just think is so unfamiliar and so different that they will never go there you know so a lot of those people who are like oh don't go there don't go there don't go there i just just ignore them that's it That's good, actually. You know, I'm glad that you totally are not affected by these people. Oh, God, not at all. I mean, then, you know, you'd never do anything because I just feel like I I get that sometimes it's well-intentioned, but people who just keep telling you, I mean, you know, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing now if I listened to those people because everyone's just telling me you have to pick something and you can't, like, act and write and do this. I'm like, well, what if I can? You know, (laughs) let me try it out. And if I can, I'll just keep doing it. That's good. You go, girl. That's amazing. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, so that's why we come to the end of the show. Thank you, Joanna. Okay. Thank you so much. It was so Thank much fun you talking so much. to you. So happy to talk about travel. <laughs> and you know what? It's so great to be on Check and Story because like a lot of what I do is inspiring other people to travel and having this podcast where you just interview travelers around the world and see how they do it and where they've gone and how they go about it. I mean, it's, it does the same thing. It inspires people to get out there and travel and explore more. So it's really great that you're bringing all these stories just out to your audience. Wow, now that was fun. Multitasking can be fun. So if you guys want to pursue all your different kinds of passion and dreams, don't be afraid to give them a try. If you truly love what you do, you will surely have fun and find a way to manage stuff just like Joanna does. To know more about Joanna, follow her on Snapchat, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, check out her website and also subscribe to her YouTube channel. Don't worry, I'll put all the links in the show notes below. And let us know what you think about this episode in the comment section below or you can even chat with us via Check-in Story Bot. Alright then, that's where we come to the end of the show. This is your host Shruti signing off. I will be back again with more exciting stuff and fun episodes. Till then, get your travel inspiration by subscribing to our channel on SoundCloud. And as I always say, keep traveling.